Good morning, everybody. It's Monday morning. It's nice to have you here with us. And um, today is a new day. It's almost a new month, and it's a new, almost a new season. Tomorrow is spring day here in South Africa. So today is officially the last day of winter. So uh, I have a light jacket on, but I mean the weather has already turned. It's today maximum like low. 20s I think so it's nice I like this weather but we are moving out of winter into summer I think that's fantastic so winter has passed and springtime has come so I think that's great so hello Janine I see you there and good morning everyone else that is online so um, I have a just a word it may be short even today so let's see I don't have someone to interrupt me to make it to force it to be short <laughs> but uh, Let's see, let's see where we go. So I'm going to start reading in Proverbs chapter 3. So, um, let's start reading in verse 1 for, its, for a change. Okay. My son, forget not my law or teaching. So in the New Covenant we can say, forget not my word. But let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of a life worth living and tranquility inward and outward and continuing through old age till death, these shall they add to you. Okay, length of days, amplified with the dramatic brackets. Okay, verse 3, let not mercy and kindness, shutting out all hatred and selfishness, and truth, shutting out all deliberate hypocrisy and falsehood, forsake you. Okay, so if you... Just read the sentence, let not mercy and kindness and truth forsake you. Bind them upon your neck, write them upon the tablet of your heart. Okay, so let your heart be filled with the word. Let your heart be full of truth, mercy and kindness. Okay, now he says, so shall you find favor and good understanding and high esteem in the sight or in the judgment of God and man. Alright, so if you're merciful, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to be, is merciful. So God wants mercy and not sacrifice. Right. Now, lean on, trust in, be confident in the Lord with all your heart, mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge Him. And he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord. And turn entirely away from evil. It shall be health to your nerves and sinews. And marrow and moistening to your bones. Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors. And with the first fruits of all your income. So shall your storage places be filled with plenty. And your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. My son, do not despise or shrink from the chastening of the Lord or the correction of the Lord. And then he says, neither be weary or impatient about his reproof. Okay, so he reproves, even corrects, even as a father corrects his son in whom he delights. Okay, so that's a whole sermon on its own connecting with Job chapter 5 and Hebrews chapter 12, but we're not going to go there today. So, um, what, I, what I have on my heart is to trust in the Lord. So what I have is... Prefer the Lord in everything. So in your mind, in, in, in everything that you do, if you have a, an urgent prayer request, if you have something that needs to change, and we all do, then let Him be the one filling your heart. Let Him be the one filling your mind. Let Him be the one 
that you are confident in, that you trust in, that you rest in, and not your own understanding. Okay? So it says, worship him, fear the Lord, worship the Lord, and turn entirely away from evil. Okay, so it, it's like this. Any influence that is not out of God is deception. Any influence that's not out of, out of Christ is evil, and we need to turn away from it. So the, the message is really plain and simple today. When we, when we pray, let's not pray out of panic. Let's not pray out of being completely saturated and immersed in the situation. God, can't you see that I'm in this situation? Can you not see that we are perishing? Okay? So instead of going that route, rather turn entirely away from the whole situation. Turn entirely away from everything and start worshiping God. Lord, I worship you. I honor you. I bless you. I praise you. You are worthy to be praised. So you enter a state of rest because you turn your, your attention entirely away from the evil around you. You turn your attention entirely away from the situation and you just worship him. Oh Lord, I worship you, I praise you, I bless you, I honor you. So then you worship him, you worship him and there's peace in your heart. It shall be moistening to your bones. Okay, it shall be, um, where is it? It shall be health to your nerves, sinews, marrow and moistening to your bones. So health comes, okay. In the situation, in the midst of it all, you worship him. Oh, Lord, I worship you. And when you experience his presence, you just ask, Lord, uh, we need this thing to be changed. And you ask out of the presence and not out of panic. Okay? <laughs> There's something so simple. And it's, a, it's something that I've heard Bill Johnson say. It's something He said, pray out of presence. And um, so he says, if, if I have 10 minutes, I would rather spend 8 of the 10 minutes uh, worshiping God and just you know being aware of him and getting into his presence and just enjoying him for who he is okay so that's trusting the Lord with all your heart not leaning on your own understanding so turn away from the evil around you you know worship him worship him worship him. you're in his presence then in that presence and out of the presence you, you can ask a lot in two minutes <laughs> So, okay, Lord, we need those debts paid. So you asked, it's, it's done. Lord, uh, those people are suffering with sickness. We pray that they'll be healed. He says, sure, it's done. Okay, Lord Jesus, um, that loan we needed to be paid off. Sure, it's coming. Okay, so then out of a place of fellowship with, with Christ, you ask. And out of a place of rest. Now, we need to get this. I've said this many times, that the place of rest is a place of power. A place of trusting him, a place of worshiping him. So um, if you read Revelation chapter 5, uh, it's all the elders are prostrating themselves and casting their crowns in front of him. So they are in surrender. They are in front of the throne worshiping him, honoring him, adoring him. And that is the seat of power. So in the kingdom, power means to be completely surrendered and be completely at the mercy of the king. And he is good. So if we trust that he is good, let us just surrender. Let us, all the fight in us, let it just go. And we surrender everything to him. Say, Lord, here we are. We, we humble our hearts. We surrender our hearts before you. All the authority, even the authority that you gave us, we just lay it down before you. 
So before Jesus, before God, we're like, oh Lord, we worship you, we honor you, we, we praise you, we worship you. And it's in reverential fear. We put our, our crowns down and we just worship him. In, in, before God, I'm not trying to be anything. Before God, I'm not saying, oh, I'm the righteousness of God. I'm Not before God. <laughs> before God, oh Lord, I worship you. I bless you. I exalt your name. You are good. You are merciful. You are worthy to be praised. Out of every nation and kingdom and tribe and tongue, you have purchased us with your blood. Oh Lord, you are the only one worthy to open the seals. That's what they were doing there. They were worshiping him, worshiping, 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 worshiping him. Okay? So... Then when you get out into the touchfield sea realm, you walk around here. Now, because you've spent time in absolute surrender to him, you go out and with boldness, as if you are uh, the mouse, mouse, not the mouse, as if you are the mouth piece <laughs> of God himself, you address situations. I command the sickness to go in the name of Jesus. I I tell that situation, turn now. This political situation will turn now in Jesus' name. You're speaking it out of peace, out of a place of surrender, out of a place of rest. And that's the seat of power. So uh, rest, surrender is where the power is. All right? So um, I've said it in in a different way out of Hebrews chapter 4 so many times. Um, When you come to the throne of grace, you come not to beg. So it's not... God is there, I'm here, and now I'm on my knees begging for an answer. No, no, no. That's not the bowing down that I'm talking about. Okay? So, you come and you enter the place of rest in his presence, seated in Christ, with Christ in heavenly places. That place of rest. And with that, I mean that picture is towards the things when we address the situations. We are in a situation of rest from the presence of God and we we address the situation. But before Jesus, you get off anything and you on your face before him, oh Lord, I worship you. I'm nothing without you. I honor you. I bless you. I worship you. I praise your name. You put your crown on the ground. Say, Lord, it's your authority. Lord, it's your kingdom. Lord, it's your power. To you you be the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Okay? So, So it is about exalting him. He is the king of kings. And the more I exalt him, the more I am surrendered to his authority. So just think of the centurion. Okay, so Jesus came to the centurion and he said, um, okay, I'll come and heal the servants. He says, wait, wait, wait. I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. So he's worshiping him. I'm not worthy. You are worthy. Oh, I worship you. You are worthy. So speak a word only and my servant will be healed. I'm also under authority. And I say to my servant, do this. I say to those troops, do that. And they do it. So speak the word only, my servant will be healed. Okay, so he's honoring his authority. And he knows Jesus is subject to the authority of the Father. So Jesus marveled at his faith. He said, I have not seen such faith in the houses of Israel. So he said, your servant will be healed. And bam, he was healed the very same moment. Okay, so a, a position of humility before God and speaking boldly of the defeat of the situation in his presence. But before him, oh Lord, I'm not worthy, you are worthy. 
and we praise him and we worship him and we honor him all right so just think of the i think it's matthew chapter 14 let me just um, let me just check the scripture um, so there's jesus and there's a boat and there's a storm let me see if, if, if it's this one all right Verse 22, Matthew 14 said, Then he directed the disciples to get into the boat, go before him to the other side. While he sent away the crowds, and after he had dismissed the multitudes, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was still there alone, but the boat was by this time out on the sea, many furlongs. Um, and in, uh, where am I? I? lost my space. Okay. Distant from the land, beating and tossed by the waves and the wind was against them and by the fourth watch between three and six in the morning on the night jesus uh, jesus came to them walking on the sea and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were frightened and said it's a ghost so we all say oh the disciples yeah but you would have said oh here comes jesus walking on the water yeah okay so they said it's a ghost and they screamed out with fright but instantly he spoke to them saying take courage i am stop being afraid Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and he came towards Jesus. But when he perceived and felt a strong wind, he was frightened. And as he began to sink, he cried to the Lord, save me from death. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and, and held him saying, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Okay. So at some stage, Peter got his gaze from Jesus and he put his gaze on the stuff the threat around him and he started to sink okay so Jesus is the one that is above all the laws is above all the laws of physics He's above all the laws of nature because he put it in place so he can walk on the water if he wants to then through him and worshiping him and being under his authority you can walk in his authority on the water you can you can command the seas as he did so he just commanded the the sea peace be still and then it was still okay so to be surrendered to him to keep your eyes on him at at all times right so all right mark chapter 4 just wanted to get the other reference. Okay, Mark chapter 4, just listen to this one. This is, a, this is a, another boat and it's another storm. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> verse, verse 35. On that same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So there's a word that came from God. Let's go to the other side of the lake. Okay? And leaving the throng, they took him with him, just as he was in the boat in which he was sitting. And other boats were with him. And a furious storm of wind of hurricane proportions arose, and the waves kept beating into the boat so that it was already becoming filled. But he himself was in the stern of the boat, asleep on a cushion. And they awoke him and said to him, Master, do you not care that we are perishing? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush now, be still. And the wind ceased and sang to rest as if it's exhausted. <laughs> and there was immediate 
immediately a great calm, a perfect peacefulness. He said to them, why are you so timid and fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they were filled with great awe and fear exceedingly and said one to another, who then is this that even wind and sea obey him? All right, I want you to see the character of Jesus, right? So even when we do cry out in panic, they cried out in panic. Don't you care that we perish? Oh, Lord, here I am in my situation. Do you not care that I perish? Do you not care that this is like, can't you see this is happening? Can't you see this is happening? He says, yes, can't you see I'm here? Can't you see I'm with you in the boat? Okay. But even so, they woke Jesus up. Okay. So Jesus wasn't threatened by the storm. But even, even so, they woke him up. And Jesus said, hush. So he rebuked the storm. He didn't rebuke the disciples. But he spoke to, to the disciples kindly. And he taught them. Okay. So what did he teach them? Is to have faith in him. So, and then they feared. They feared him. So it's that worshipful fear. So when we see him doing the impossible, it's a good time to worship. It's a good time to bow down before him and honor him and bless him and worship him. Oh, Lord, we worship you for your mighty deeds. We worship you for your good. We worship you for your miracles and your good works toward men. If you read Psalm 107. So, um, so God, God is displaying his power and we need to worship him. We need, man, the immediate response was worshipful or the fear of the Lord. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, but how about we start off with the fear of the Lord instead of the fear of the situation? How, how about we start off in awe and worship, you know? So if there's a storm situation, oh Lord. If you have, like Bill Johnson said, 10 minutes. If you have 15 minutes, take 10 minutes and pray in tongues and worship him. Okay? If you have half an hour, take 25 minutes and worship him. Worship him, worship him, pray in tongues, worship him, worship him, worship him. And you're in his presence and you feel peace. And then out of peace, you ask whatever you need, okay? And bam, 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 bam. And that's how faith operates. The seat of power is a place of rest. It's a place of joy. It's a place of peace. It's entering the rest. Sitting in the throne, you enter the rest, okay? But by bowing down before his throne, you enter the rest, okay? It's a more restful position to bow down before someone and put your crown on the ground than to try and run around and do, do stuff, okay? So you lay down before and worship. Oh, Lord, you are worthy to be praised. You are awesome. You are wonderful. You are glorious. You worship him. And then you, suddenly in your own heart, in your own mind, you acknowledge him, okay? So trust on, lean on. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then he says, and lean not on your own understanding. So you understand this is a threat. Don't lean on that understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then it says, and he will direct your path. So you bring every situation to him. You prefer him in every situation. You worship him. Even though the storm wants you to, to praise him. Even though the situation wants you to acknowledge it, don't acknowledge it, acknowledge the Lord. Acknowledge the Lord. Who has believed our report? Not who has believed the report of the doctor or who has believed the report of the politician or who has believed, no, who has believed the report of the Lord. You prefer him. You prefer him above the understanding of men. Let all men be a liar, but let God be true. 
Okay, so you're worshiping, 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 and then he directs your path. He said, just say this. I say this. Okay, like Jesus, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear him say. So he will direct your path. He will say, go do this. You do something simple and it solves the whole situation. You get one idea and it solves the whole situation. You know, just think of all these great inventors over the centuries, you know, like Thomas Edison and Alexander Bell and all, all those guys, you know. And uh, most of them, not, probably not all, but most of them were Christians. Did you know that Isaac Newton wrote more notes on the Bible than he did on physics? Did you know that he was a man of God? <laughs> so Isaac Newton was a Christian. So where do you think he got his revelations from? Where do you think all those things came from? Okay, so we need to get this, that, um, that God wants to show us solutions to our problem. He wants to direct the path. But he's going to do it if we're in his presence. He's not going to do it if we run around screaming. Okay, so trust in the Lord with all your heart, not in your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. All right, it says, and worship him. Turn entirely away from evil. It will be health to your sinews and moistening to your bones. <laughs> All right, so um, in every situation, get into the presence of God. Let that be the priority of your prayer life. Uh, get into the presence of God instead of trying to address the situation. You can address the situation, it takes a short, short time. You can just address it and it will be fine. But it will be powerful if you address it out of presence rather than screaming at it out of panic. Remember what I always say, um, quoting um, Kelly Warner. There's two perspectives, from heaven above, from hell beneath. So make sure that your heart dwells in heaven above. Make sure that your heart is under the influence of the Holy Spirit, in the peace of God, in the presence of God, in a worshipful posture before God. And when you worship God, when you are in His presence, everything you say is powerful. Okay? When you are in panic, nothing you say is powerful. <laughs> so it's about the kingdom of God being exercised through you on this earth. So just surrender to him and worship him. All right, so I hope that this message does something for you. It's a few minutes shorter than usual, but there we are. <laughs> All right, may you be blessed. May you experience God today. So let me just greet a few people. Hello, Greg, bless you. Yeah, 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 Centurion is awesome, man, yeah. That really, I mean, I just keep on referring to the Centurion, is amazing. So, um, hello Mark, het maar nog nie gegroet nie, is lekker maar te sien, good morning. Um, Sunil Shakir, Shakir, I hope I said it right, bless you. Um, Benny from Joburg, it's good to see you, Pastor Benny. Um, Janine, it's good to see you again. So be blessed, everybody. I hope you just have an awesome week. And tomorrow is spring day. I hope you just enjoy spring day. You guys in the UK don't have spring day. You have maybe autumn day or whatever you call it. Or just another day. <laughs> but be blessed. You're going into your, to your winter now or the, into autumn now. We, we're going into summer. But uh, right now, we just, we're just very happy about that. <laughs> so I hope you have an awesome day we'll see you again tomorrow at 9 be blessed